Too old for this podcast, episode 25, Star Wars News Special. We have a lot of fantastic Star Wars news that came out this week from E23, so we're going to do a special episode just to talk all about it. So without further ado, Otnerd and Otner, let's begin. What up, bro? What up, brother? Not much, not much at all. Just uh, you are you are fresh off your birthday extravaganza last night. Tell us how did it go? Oh, it went amazing. Um, had a good time. Uh, had a good turnout. Um, you were in the house. It was awesome to see you. Um, true. It was awesome to see you too. Yeah. So, uh, um, back in the day, I used to work at a, a little store, a little company called Kmart. And um, we had a little Kmart uh, reunion last night, which was really cool. So a Woo. bunch of people I used to work with back then uh, were in the house. So, yeah, no, it was good, man. Uh, girlfriend was there with some of her friends. Um, she met some, uh, some of my friends who she hasn't met yet, like yourself. I yeah. met her in person for the first time, yes. Yeah, so, no, it was, it was good. So no complaints. Yeah, had a, had a great time. And, it uh, was a fun. It was a fun little party. I'm happy it went, it went well. Uh, I showed up. I think at the perfect time. I rolled in right about midnight, yeah. and everything everything was really cooking when I when I got into the place. Yeah, that's when uh, I was lit. I believe Maestro Fresh Wes uh, Backbone Slide was uh, <laughs> currently in currently controlling the dance floor, yes. and um, yeah, I mean it was it was quite a party, man. It was uh, yeah. it was a good time. It was fun catching up with uh, with you and with uh, G Money, yeah. uh, Paulie, and uh, you know a lot of people I haven't seen in a while For out sure. there in Brampton, where I never get to go very often. That's right, because uh, I get lost every time I go there, so I try to avoid it. <laughs> to be honest, but, uh, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and yes, I got lost three times on the way. Oh, really? To your party last night, which okay. is why I was there at midnight and not eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's all good. Um, but it was fun. But you uh, uh, you came straight from the Fan Expo. How'd that go? Fan do Expo. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, first, okay. Or? I will. I will. I will tell you a little bit about Fan Expo because I do have a lot to say about it. Um, but we are. This is. You know, we are going to talk about Star Wars. This entire show. Let me just, uh, in case that we're boring you with our with our catching up. We have a lot of Star Wars news from this week. We're going to talk about the Mandalorian trailer. Oh, we're yeah. going to talk about that new Star Wars poster. We're going to talk about the leaked footage. Yeah. Um, well, the leaks regarding the footage that was shown to the audience at D23 on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to probably have a longer episode because um, we um, this is an out-of-the-ordinary night for us. We're actually doing the show tonight exactly the way I wish we could always do it. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday night. It's 10 p.m. You don't have to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to work until tomorrow night because i work nights so this is a rare opportunity for us to just spend as much time as we want we have no time limit tonight yeah we get to just say everything tonight leave it all on the field um which i'm happy about and we have a lot of star wars stuff to talk about which i'm really happy about because it's been like a drought right it's been like 
it's been so dry for Star Wars news. And uh, I can't believe we're only a couple of months away from Episode 9 being released. Yeah, it's close. It's really close. It is so, so close, and it's been yeah. so quiet. But anyway, Fan Expo, uh, I want to talk about because it, um, it was a really great time. Um, uh, <laughs> I, once I got inside, let me let me put an asterisk besides really great time. Because... Um, as usual, when I arrived at Fan Expo, um, my experience getting into the place had me swearing, had me yelling at employees, yeah. uh, had me vowing to myself, vowing to myself in my head, I will, I will, I will never <laughs> come here. I will never, yeah. because just the way they treat people like, like cattle sheep. yeah like yeah. cattle yeah. like subhuman treatments like it's not I'm, I'm not exaggerating it is horrible yeah. the way they treat people just trying to get into this damn thing yeah. and this year they have added a super new level of complexity mm. where instead of giving you wristbands they give you uh these um pass cards that you have to activate on their website shut up okay so, yeah, so first of all, like I had to walk like a mile and a half just to get to the place where you buy the tickets. The entrance to where you buy the tickets is actually blocks and blocks away. And then once you get in, you have to dr walk down the ramp yeah. of the parking garage, Okay, which is like it's like three floors of just a circular ramp walking down. And you feel like you're walking down and down and down forever. Right. Right. And I got to the bottom and I'm so angry by the time I get to the, and by the way, I'm late because, um, the, the exit from the gardener was of course closed. So I had to like circle around the city and uh -huh. circle back through rush hour traffic. Steve's panel starts at one. I'm supposed to be recording it for him. And of course I'm late. And of course Steve knows that that's going to happen because I'm shitty, but that's just part of being Jer's friend. You just accept that Jer is shitty. That's just part of the deal. We know that, but, um, <laughs> so I'm, so I'm stuck in this fucking traffic having to circle the block. And, um, I, you know, it's like the panel starting in like 30 minutes and I know it's going to take me at least 30 minutes to get from the parking lot to the panel because of how hard it is to get into fucking fan expo, right. especially when you don't buy your pass ahead of time like me because you're just like a local asshole and you think you can treat it like going to the movies and just fucking roll down. You know, this is when you're going to fan expo, please be smart, plan ahead, you know, don't be so casual and lazy about it like I am because you really create a lot of suffering for yourself if you do that. Right. Because if I had my ticket pre-ordered, you know, the door to get in is really easy to get to from the parking lot. It's a quick walk and, you know, I would have saved myself so much suffering. Wow. So, you know, I get to the bottom of this ramp finally and I'm yelling at the guys at the bottom and I'm, you know, when I do this, I always start my yelling with, I know this isn't your fault, but, you know, because I'm smart enough to realize that uh, I shouldn't be yelling at these guys because these are the the minimum wage employees that are, you know, they didn't make the decisions that caused me this pain. Um, but, but I, you know, whatever, I am who I am. And as if, um, you know, the universe were backing me up in this case. There was this old guy standing next to me, walking next to me, who collapsed oh, at no. the very at the very moment I was complaining <laughs> to wow. the staff about what they were what what they put us through just to get into this fucking place, right? Yeah. So then after that, then I go and buy my ticket, and 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 the staff was completely clueless about 
about the the different types of tickets. Like I had a, a question about if I needed a specific type of ticket and nobody fucking knew. And they were all like, oh, you have to go on the website and look for that. And I'm just like, okay, just, just give me the day pass for the adults and I'll just, you know, I'll hope that everything's fine. It'll be, you know, so they give me my pass and then you have to go on the website and activate it now. And I'm like, what? Wow. I'm I'm a hundred feet underground, right? Like, and I'm supposed to go on the web. Okay. Mm. So I realize now there's like a hundred people standing around me, all frustrated, like on their phones, trying to activate their passes and nobody, and every, nobody can get in. Everybody's got their passes and everybody's trying to activate them and nobody can get in. I'm like, I swear to God, there's like at least 60 to 80 people. Wow. Standing there doing this. And then there's a line for if you can't activate your pass on your phone, there's a line where they have an iPad where they'll do it for you. <laughs> so there's 40 people in this line, right? Mm, so um, I'm fighting with my phone and they they have a special Wi-Fi for this. But, of course, everybody around you is well, getting on, on Wi-Fi it. at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So nobody can get on it. Right. Everybody has to try 10 times before they get on it. So everybody's standing there getting mad and mad and mad and mad and mad. And I'm like, okay, now it's five minutes before Steve's panel starts. Right. Um, And I have no idea like where in the in the whole thing I need to go. Like, I don't know if I need to walk a mile and a half still to get to Steve's panel. Right. Mm. Um, So, again, I just start yelling. (laughs) Right. And again, I'm like these poor now, – now there's these poor two girls here with the iPad who are helping people get in. And again, I'm like, I know this isn't your fault, but I can't believe. Um, so so um, I, I do eventually get on the webpage. Like at the same time, I get to the front of the line where you go to get help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the webpage is just all ads and I can't find the place to activate my card on the webpage even. And I start, I start showing it to the girl. I start showing. I go, look at this. This isn't my fault. Look at this. Look at this. And so these poor girls, they finally get me out of their life. And I go running, and um, I find Steve's panel, and I walk in after it starts, you know, and I sit down in a pile of sweat and mess. Mm. And um, I mean, luckily, all I missed was Steve saying, you know, welcome everybody. This is what the panel's about. And I hit record on my recorder at the moment he was saying, okay, then let's get started. So I actually did get his whole panel recorded. Nice. But of course, of course, it's in shitty Jer style as usual. Uh, you know, I should have been there half an hour before to like talk to Steve about you know, how everything was going to go. Yeah. He, he was probably stressed out by me. And that's just normal me stuff. Hmm. People just get used to that. <laughs> Um, but the panel was fantastic. Yeah. These two authors, these two authors, you had really like, um, like the pinnacle of of Star Wars publishing, um, and uh, like super fascinating uh, stuff. Stuff nice. was going on there. Um, uh, I wish I had been better prepared. You know, I wish I had come with questions because uh, the the one guy, uh, Charles, uh, now I'm forgetting his last name and I'm an asshole. I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, um, I'm sorry, Jared, because you look like an idiot. But um, this guy is writing uh, The Rise of Kylo Ren. Yeah. 
he's writing the backstory of Kylo Ren. So all of the questions that all of the fans have from The Force Awakens and from The Last Jedi, like about the burning of Luke's Jedi Temple Mm -hmm. and all of that, you know, when you see those scenes, you have a million fucking questions, right? Like, who were the students at this temple, right? Yeah, like, yeah. what what led Kylo to go from Ben to Ren? And that was the that was the uh, the author's like uh, catchphrase. He kept repeating, like, "I'm writing the story of him going from Ben to Ren." Right. And you know, he's telling us all the details about how how this works, right? Like about how he initially gets um, a list of bullet points about what has to be in this story, but what's already been decided about this. Mm-hmm. And, and that forms the skeleton of the story that he's got to write. But then he's given freedom to color it in pretty much as you know as much as he wants in, in as many creative ways as he wants. They do approve everything or you know they will turn stuff down if it if it conflicts with the story somehow in other places, right? Okay. He has he works with the Star Wars story group. Um, very closely, right? Um, and and this is uh, and they um, collaborate and make sure that he doesn't uh, screw up canon in any way, basically. Okay. But other than that, he has like full control, you know, except for that skeleton, yeah. uh, over the entire backstory of Kylo Ren, right? So if if it's your dream to write uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, this guy is the absolute number one guy right now. And he's involved in a lot of other a lot of others. He says he's got eight major Star Wars projects being on the go right now. Okay, and, all, all novels, I'm assuming. Um, I comics novels, and there's this new thing that's happening that nobody can talk about. That's just been teased called Project Luminous. Okay, which um, like all we know about it is that it's this brand new thing in the Star Wars universe, and um, they released a logo for it, and it has a Jedi symbol, hmm. um, and. Uh, you know the fact that it's the name luminous means light, right? Yeah. So we can we can assume that there's something to do with with Jedi's. Yeah. Um, it is whatever this new project luminous huge deal is that apparently in the in the next few months we're going to get de- more details on. Okay. Um, so it was a fascinating panel, mm. uh, and uh, it was a good time. Um, and you know by the end of you know by that by that point of the day. I've kind of forgiven Fan Expo, right? Because you get in there and it's amazing, as always, right? Like, just, just as soon as you walk in and you're surrounded by the cosplayers, yeah. and there's, you know, you, you you just every time you go, it doesn't matter how many times you've seen it, they're just so impressive, yeah, right? Like, they the do war- really get better every every year. Right? They get they get more impressive. They outdo yeah. each other, yeah. right? Basically every year. But they then you also now that I've gone so many years in a row, there's also like at least a dozen regulars who yeah. I've seen there like every year who yeah, I'm familiar with, right? Just by their faces or just by their costumes. Yeah. Um, did you see uh, Sarah? Uh, I did not bump into Sarah mm-hmm. at all. No. Um, yeah. Which I wasn't surprised because she's so busy. Uh, yeah. She's, you know, got a lot of stuff going on. And every time I do bump into Sarah at, co- at, um, sorry, mm-hmm. Fan Expo, uh, you know, she's just surrounded by her cosplay crew and yeah. uh, and people wanting pictures of her so I can, like, talk to her for, like, 10 seconds and then, yeah. you know, let her, let her go do her thing. Um, but, no, I didn't bump into her yesterday. Okay. I didn't really bump into anyone else I knew. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think. Um, no, uh, not really. Um, but, um, you know, I had fun. Uh, we, we went down to the Celebrity Row and... Um, it, we uh, we checked out the results of the Deadpool. We were talking about remember remember Steve and I were talking about uh, making a Deadpool for which celebrities were going to have empty yep. autograph lines. Yep. Um, well, uh, 
Mia Farrow, unfortunately, wasn't there, uh, so we didn't get to fall. Like, that was the one we were sure yeah. was going to be empty. But the other one we were sure, we were dead on. Lorraine Newman okay, from, from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Zero people in her line. Oh, and we sat wow. there We sat there and we debated paying the $66 that, that it cost to get her autographed picture yeah. uh, just so we could go talk to her. Because we we obviously we're original cast Saturday Night Live fans yeah. and we would have just had a, you know, a lot of stuff to talk to her about and we felt bad, but, um, I guess we decided it wasn't worth $66 to go and, and cheer Lorraine Newman up. You couldn't go 33 each. <laughs> uh, we cost? could, you know, we could right. have, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess we didn't get there. Um, <laughs> oh, good. um, anyway, yeah, it's uh, all good. It's all good. There was a lot of uh, of stars there. Uh, Jonathan Frakes uh, yeah. was there, uh, lo- looking chubby and tired, uh, but okay. uh, but cheerful as always. He always seems like he's cheerful. I, I, I feel like I've met him I've back many times. I actually met him back in like grade like eleven or ten. We went on a uh, uh, New York um, school trip. Right, they took Ooh. us to New York City in in high school, and right. we were in a. Um, uh, an art museum because it was an art trip and Jonathan Frakes and his wife at the time, who was like a soap opera actress. I don't remember who it was, um, walked by us and my buddy was like, Hey, it's Jonathan Frakes. And he went over and started talking to him. So I can say I met him, <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. My favorite, my favorite bump, my favorite celebrity bump into mm-hmm. was um, three years ago at fan expo. And Heche, okay, just just in the middle of the crowd, um, and surrounded by like it seemed like um, I don't know what they were secured. Not maybe maybe like a security guy, but like surrounded by like professional people. Like there was some kind of professional thing going on. Yeah. She had like a scrum around her, but but she almost like bumped right into me in the crowd. I was like, oh my god, Anne Heche, uh-huh. <laughs> and we didn't we didn't talk. I didn't talk to her or anything, but I was just like so close to her. And it was like such a surprise and. I don't know. She's like such a cool, weird celebrity. I I love that moment. But uh, Corey Feldman was there. Yeah. And dude, dude, the guy, like Steve and I were talking about this. The guy still wears Michael Jackson jackets. (laughs) He was was fully wearing a white zippered up, like Mm -hmm. covered in zippers, Michael Jackson triangular fucking jacket. Mm -hmm. And he's still got the hair. hair. Yeah. 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 And we're like we're we're standing here. We're talking about like the details of like what was that Michael Jackson documentary where like just all the gross details of oh you talking about ripping. the yeah the one that came out like yeah uh, yeah yeah like Steve and I, Steve and I, I never watched it Steve and I both watched it and okay it's horrific dude yeah. like like the the details that these that these dudes give about yeah. what what Michael Jackson did with them made them do allegedly. That, uh, and not even made them because at the time, like he, you know, had these relationships with them. They thought it was okay. They like were willingly doing it, mm-hmm. but it was. But the detail was so disgusting. And mm-hmm. and Corey Feldman at the time made a statement. He's like, you know, I still swear um, he never touched me, but I'm done defending him. You know, I, and I believe the and I believe the the victims. He said. Um, so I, like I I like I'm sorry if you don't believe it. I don't want to like start a whole thing about this, but I totally believe, uh, like the victims. Um, and just saying, the, the, like, just the, the fact that Corey Feldman still like identifies himself in that way yeah. is so weird to me. Like 
it's just weird. I don't know. <laughs> well, did you not see that video he put out like a couple of years ago? And I don't know, it's like a music video. I'll send it to you. And it's just like, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's like a really fucked up name, whatever, right? And uh, the whole thing, he's basically trying to be Michael Jackson in the video, essentially. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, even a still, dance sequence. He still stuff. thinks yeah. that's the coolest thing. Like, yeah. I, the fact that, not only the fact that he that he still wants to be associated with it, but the fact that he still just feels like it's really cool. Like, like right. I don't know. Like, what world is he living in? I don't uh, get him. I don't get him. Yeah. Um, Sean Astin was also sitting there, yeah. uh, and um, the most exciting for the me Asian was kid. Jonathan K. Kwan. Data yeah. was my favorite Goonie, and you know I considered this is again uh, this is the thing about Fan Expo. Like, Short round. like the thing about Fan Expo to me is like if I'm in a good mood and I'm feeling flush, I will go and I will like. Like if I see a Jonathan K. Kwan there, mm-hmm. I will go and I will spend the money to get his autographed picture just so I can tell him, like, dude, like your character mm-hmm. in that movie when I was a kid, like I was the same age as you, and and you were my invisible friend mm-hmm. as a kid for like a couple of years yeah. after that movie, like we we had imaginary adventures together, dude. <laughs> um, you might but, scare him um, away if you tell him that shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I would have said to him, yeah, but um, yeah. but uh, you know, again, I wasn't feeling super like good at that. Like yesterday, yeah. you know, I was like, I wasn't feeling super flush. I was kind of bummed about how expensive the whole, uh, you know, like parking is thirty dollars and then entrance is sixty five dollars. And I'm like, okay, like I like I didn't plan a whole day around this. This was like an errand for me, and yeah. I, it's not like I'm, I'm. It's not like it's killing me to do that, but it's just like slightly like, eh, you know, yeah. um, but um. So I didn't spend that money, and I, you know, I, you know, if it was a better day, I totally would have, and I, I'm, you know, maybe I kind of regret that a little bit. Maybe I, uh, I wish I had gotten his reaction to me saying that to him, but um, I spared him that anyway. Um, who else did we see there? Uh, trying to think of anybody Megatron else who was and, uh, interesting. I did not, I did not find the voices of Megatron and Optimus. Okay. No, that did not happen. Yeah. Um, did you see Volta or no? No, I saw his signing table, but he was not there. Oh, okay. Um, who, uh, we saw more interesting people. Carl Urban, okay, um, yep. who I think is like a huge star right now, yeah. and the the and uh, Homelander guy uh, from the Boys. Yeah, uh, I don't know his oh, name. He was, he was there, there too. Eh? Okay, yeah, he was there too. Yeah. Um, so like the celebrity row was really hot, even though like half the seats were empty, half the people who were there like weren't there at the time there was still a lot i, I counted like 10 people who you know like on a, on a better day i, I would have wanted to probably pay the money and go and go meet uh okay. it was a really good lineup really good lineup sure. and not crazy busy that was the other thing like normally at fan expo i'm really annoyed by the crush of the fan of people yeah. um and it was not crushed i don't know if it was a slow year or not i guess um maybe that'll come out later but um like no it was not crushed at all it was it was total comfortable like uh, crowd wise okay. uh so that's good. Yeah. Um, another fun thing we did was we checked out uh, the Rocket League. I think it's a professional tournament. Um, I, I, I don't know much about this. I don't know anything about this. I just discovered that this existed. But okay. um, Rocket League is a super fun uh, free game. It is. Uh, is and it, is uh, it free though? I thought you had to pay for Rocket League. Uh, I, I thought like, it was free. Yeah, I don't think it's free. I feel like you have okay, to pay for it. I have, I have played it, but. Maybe uh, I got it free on Xbox Gold. Maybe yeah, maybe it was maybe. maybe it was the free game one one month. 
anyway, um, they, they had this super professional big television uh, setup. Like there was a stage and it looked like a, it looked like the WWE and they had an announcer table and they had these two like 19 year old dudes in suits who were like given stats on the top players of Rocket League. And it's like this whole thing. There's like a whole thing about Rocket League out there that I didn't even know about. That's funny. Um, and Rocket League is a super fun game. Like I play it every once in a while. I used to be addicted to it. It's, yeah, okay. it's like it really lends itself to to this to this friendly kind of competition. So yeah. uh, we, we were tired. We needed to sit. We sat in the audience for this uh, for this Rocket League tournament for a few minutes, and it was it was super fun and super cool. And um, you know, I was just sitting there remarking about how this it's like two teams of thirteen year old boys playing against each other, yeah. and then and then these two announcers like both look like they're eighteen, like I said, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, every one of these kids has like ten to like a hundred thousand Twitter followers, yeah. and they all probably make more money than I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is the world we live in today. It's crazy. And yeah. I and I was I was just thinking about my son, and I was like, man, um, you know, is my son going to end up in one of these like new age? situations like is he going to end up being like a youtuber or a professional gamer it's yeah. like all these things that exist now that did not exist when i was a kid yeah. that like i'm like i'm excited for him and the like the new things that 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 new opportunities that that are out there but like i i feel like wow like am i even going to be able to like guide him in this new world that <laughs> i don't i don't understand yeah. um but you know i was looking at like as well as the professional players they had like tables set up where like people could just sit down and play and like there was like six year old, seven year old little boys there, and I was like, "Yeah, I I, I see my my kid in this setting, and I I would be happy, uh, you know." They, mm -hmm. Everybody everybody looked happy, and they were having a great time, and um, I, th I thought it was all I thought it was all a good thing. All right, very cool. Um, so anything else about Fan Expo I should mention? Uh, I'm not sure. Um. I feel like you uh, touched the important parts, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we should get on to um, the main subject of the day. But I want to say thanks to Steve uh, for uh, having me at his panel. It was super cool. Uh, okay. I learned a lot of I learned a lot of cool stuff. Got a new perspective, and um, uh, you know, I'm pretty impressed by Steve. You know, I, yeah. I, I think I've made that I think I've made that clear enough on the show when I had him on here. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Well, go ahead uh, if you want to suck his dick a little no, bit more. No, still, no, 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 no. <laughs> still, like, um, you know, he's got a whole life built around um, this career of his. It's a career, yeah. um, and uh, he really is hobnobbing among the top tier of professionals in the Star Wars in the in the in the industry of making Star Wars. He's really he's really really uh, rubbing shoulders with um, with the giants right now, mm -hmm. and. Uh, it is it is super cool to be his friend and be allowed to be in his proximity for for stuff like that and um, and uh, it, yeah just good times anyway uh, we have to move on to the subject of the night da, 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 Star Wars <laughs> that's right <laughs> we got to let that trail off I always cut it off before <laughs> before we hear the the Darth Vader breathing in that. I don't know. Uh, you know what? It's funny to me um, that 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 uh, that bumper that I made there sounds so disenthused because it really has been a disenthusing time for Star Wars fans. I yeah. felt like for ever for since, promotion, well, promotion ever since solo, right? right? So ever since the uh, downfall of basically Solo, uh, when yeah. they announced that they're they're done making, they're like, "Fuck you, fans! You're not going to watch our shit. We're done making your shit." And yeah. uh, basically, right. 
And um, now with Disney Plus, they're like, you know what? We got you. We got you. We're going to give you what you want for for once. <laughs> you so. know what? Yeah. I feel like, you know, you can't, you, nobody knows what's said behind closed doors yeah. at Disney, at Lucasfilm, right? So, you know, I, just from my point of view, I keep saying it. I've said it so many times to so many people. Mm-hmm. I can't believe, I can't believe episode nine is coming out in what? Three, three months, months? Two, yeah. two, two and a half. Uh, uh, so episode nine is coming out. And does it feel like a Star Wars movie is coming out in it? Like, I, I forget that it's coming out, yeah. right? Because yeah. There's so little promotion. And, you know, I, it's, it's like, why would that be? It's not like any other year. And if you're if you're on Star Wars Twitter, if you're on Star Wars YouTube, if you're in that Star Wars echo chamber like I am, mm. like everybody in there is upset. Because because they're used to the promotion cycle and they're used to being fed all of this like like little tidbits about the movie before it comes out. Yeah. And that gives them stories that they can post about and that gets them clicks and it helps their, their sites. But it's been such a drought yeah. that like like people on the fan sites are mad about mm-hmm. the lack of of promotion for Star Wars. And everybody's been saying, you know, at D23 we better get a bunch of episode nine news. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think we really did. Honestly, I, we got a new poster, which is cool. Yep. And we got, we got uh, some footage that was shown to the audience and that's been leaked. And there's some, a lot of, there's a lot. Some has been leaked, not the whole right. thing. Right. But, 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 yeah. but, but a lot of people have reported on, on the rest of the footage that wasn't leaked. Mm-hmm. And, so now there's like a hundred new, basically rumors about episode nine. Yeah. Like it's because the footage that came out is so grainy uh, that the stuff that I've heard, and I've heard some stuff from some, I'm going to say some people who I absolutely trust. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I, I heard some stuff from maybe a star Wars insider even okay. that I about, about the leaked footage and about what it says. And I actually went and I looked at the footage to try and confirm this because it's such a huge thing that, um, it changes, it changes the whole, it changes the whole saga. Okay. I want to say trilogy. I want to say trilogy, but it changes, yeah. it changes everything back to return of the Jedi. And, and, and if it's true, I don't like it. I'm mad about it. And, um, and for the same reason, I've always said, like, I, the reason I don't really like the force awakens is it ruins return of the Jedi because the ending of return of the Jedi is meaningless at the beginning of the force awakens. The empire is not only still there, they're stronger and they've got a bigger death star and our heroes uh, who at the end of return of the Jedi were basically the Kings of the galaxy so we thought have all been brought down to their lowest and and are and are worse off than they were at the beginning of the original trilogy. So I really felt like the Force you, Awakens you for the gotta, I, sorry, you also gotta take into consideration that there's a thirty year gap, right, between yes. Return, uh, Return of the Jedi and um the yes. Force Awakens. You know what I mean? So a lot can happen in thirty years. Yes, but I, I I feel like what we got for explanation of what happened in those thirty years was just as bad. Right. Like, like Han and Lamb were together for a while. They had a kid. It didn't go well. And then Han fucked off. Yeah. But that's Han. And, and, and then Leia, what? Like Leia did what? Yeah. But, and then, and then Luke, Luke fucked, fucked off. off. Yep. <laughs> 
No, and, and 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 Lando's just not mentioned, and yeah. and it's like at the end of Return of the Jedi, you would expect that these people would become some of the most important people in the galaxy, yeah. that they would be really just important, and also that their character arcs had led them to places where they would be like um, good, right? Like like Han and Leia would be together and, and Han might still be like a goof and he still might act out and he still might do, you know, the occasional wild thing, but he's not going to go back to being a bum, like just doing jobs for gangs. Like that's so ridiculous. Right. General solo of the new Republic is now running errands for gangs. Like, no, like it's, it's 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 awful writing it to me. Anyway, I, I I still enjoyed the Force Awakens for other reasons, right? Yeah. But the, but the, but that's like my main problem with it is that I feel like it really destroys Return of the Jedi. Um, and and if it's true what I heard, mm-hmm. and and I and I I believe the person who told me this. So um, apparently this this leaked footage indicates something major. Should I say it right now, or should I wait until later? Are we going to talk about Mandalorian stuff um, first? Or? We've already started talking about, so why don't we just? Okay, miss? okay. So apparently, this footage indicates that Kylo Ren in this movie has the body of Darth Vader. Yeah, the body of Darth Vader, which was burned on a funeral pyre at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Now, I I, I believe you can get the faceplate, the helmet yeah. that we saw in the Force Awakens. Okay, because okay, that could have fell off the fire. Or, you know, and not completely melted and nobody would really care. Okay? But the body doesn't burn yeah. on the funeral pyre? Yeah. What? Like, what are you having a funeral pyre for? You, if the body isn't burned, you light it back up again until the body's burned. Like, why would the body still exist after the funeral pyre? It's right. it's so – are you telling me what? Luke just lit it on fire and walked away and didn't go back and check? Like, what? What? Could the body still exists? No. Like what? Yeah. Like come on. Like like this could be the greatest movie of all time, but that one thing is just gonna drive me. Like I how can I watch Return of the Jedi again? Yeah. How can I watch that funeral pyre scene again? Right. If that body still exists, like, <laughs> am I wrong? Please tell me if I am. I, am I wrong? Um. Okay. So that was that was one of the things that people were saying too. Though was like. How did the the mask not completely melt? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but who were, cares about the mask? No, right? I'm just you don't, saying. Like, people were the saying that the funeral pyre even... is not for the mask, right? Yeah. Like, if it falls off, you could say, okay, fine, that's a keepsake, whatever. I don't care yeah. about the mask, right? But the body is the point of the pyre. Yeah. Like, come on, right? Like, like Luke wanted that body burned up because that body represented all that suffering yeah. and all that, you know, that body was such a twisted, burned up. It had gone through so much. We're getting rid of it now. We're, we're cleansing. Yeah. We're cleansing. We're purging all of that, all of that pain, right? By burning that body on that funeral pyre. It's a Viking. Maybe that's why it means so much to me, Kev, because it's the Viking in my blood. Yeah. You don't, you don't not... You don't not burn the body. Of the the spirit can't pass into the next realm. If you know, that's why you have the the fucking pyre. Like, right. Okay, I'm I'm calm. <laughs> I'm calm. Uh, shit. Um. So, um, like I checked the footage, and it looks like I mean the way you see Kylo Ren standing over a table, and you see the mask for sure. Yeah. 
and then it looks like there's a body there. Yeah. It's true. Okay. It looks um, like there's a. It, it I looks like I didn't there. pause it. Whatever. Right. But um, I do remember seeing the uh, the smoke. It was like a little bit of smoke and and the mask. But uh, yeah, I'm wondering why it's smoking. That's weird. Well, I guess it's all nice. <laughs> <laughs> right it's frozen right. that's that's the other yeah. thing i heard yes yes it's yeah. frozen that's true so uh yeah uh yeah i i yeah i'm sorry i i'm never gonna get over this i'm never gonna get over that body still existing like i it doesn't mean episode nine's ruined for me okay like right. i'm not i'm not throwing the whole movie in the garbage over this detail yes. just like i didn't i didn't throw the whole force awakens in the garbage over star killer fucking base okay yeah. <laughs> I, I i let it i, I let it go okay yeah. And, yeah. and um this darth vader thing it's just another example of um yeah, i think it's a terrible writing choice if yeah. the body still exists yeah but but um i'm gonna let it go if the movie is like the movie can still be good like the movie can still be great yeah and, and and I hope that it is. I really fucking hope that it is. And yeah. and my take, I wanted to back up a little bit. My take on this lack of promotion is that somebody in a meeting at Lucasfilm said, look, it's the promotion that is the target of the toxicity, right? Mm. So every time we put something out, it doesn't matter what it is. There are now two sides. There's the side that hates us. They call themselves the fandom menace. Mm. And then there's the side that, you know, loves everything we do. And I, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to say something here. The side that loves everything Lucasfilm does. It's mostly guys with podcasts, guys with Facebook pages based on star Wars. It's guys who are trying to get favors from Lucasfilm who go online and talk about star Wars rebels. Like it's something good. Or or the resistance, but yeah, I'm sorry, but I fucking love rebels. <laughs> okay, I, okay, I, I don't, are, I don't okay, talk about it, stop, but stop, I, stop, I really, stop. I really okay. dug rebels. And... I want to say there are like six good episodes of rebels. Yeah. Okay, I want a caveat. No, no, yes, I, there I agree. Are, there, there are, are there are some good. I'm episodes. not saying the whole thing's uh, brilliant and it's amazing, but I I'm not feel saying like... I'm not saying the whole thing's bad. Yeah, no, I feel like there's a lot of really fucking great. But episodes. there are a lot of, but there are a lot of guys out there who will never say a bad thing about anything lucasfilm right. does yeah, yeah. and they're and they're all just begging for favors and um hoping to be insiders um i will just always be honest okay i don't want any favors from anybody but i'm yeah. also not a hater and i have no agenda i have no politics to bring to this if something is good i will say it's good if something is bad i will say it's bad Fair. that's my thing okay anywho um you know i don't hate kathleen kennedy i think she's made some bad choices i also yeah. think some great some great stuff has happened under her watch yeah. and i i do not mind a push to bring females into the audience okay uh, there's nothing wrong with that yeah. uh it, it it can be a great thing if executed well if executed poorly it's obviously an awful thing but everything that that's executed poorly is a bad thing so that's not because of anything political all right Anyway, where was I in the middle of my psychotic rant? Uh, we were still talking about the uh, the leaked footage, and you haven't gotten to the to the uh, the meat of the sandwich yet. <laughs> Which is, please, please get to it. So uh, allegedly, so in the uh, in the leaked footage, they don't actually show it, which sucks because I've been searching like crazy to see it. 
But uh, people were talking about the trailer who were actually in the room, or not the trailer, the footage um, that were in the room that were that were uh, um, treated to this footage, and uh, they're saying that there's an uh, there's a shot of Ray in a in a uh, black hood uh, wielding a red double sided lightsaber, and in dude, the footage, in the footage, there's, in the footage, it ends with Ray. Her, okay. Wielding a double-sided red lightsaber. Ray is wearing a black outfit. Yeah. A black black robes. Yeah. And wearing the double-ended lightsaber and yeah. using the double-ended lightsaber. This wielding would it, fit, not using it, it, just wielding it. So she's this would it this down. this would fit in fine with my theory of what's going to happen in episode nine. But people are saying, just let me uh, iterate real quick, that uh, it might be a force vision. Right, so right, it might not right. actually be, oh, of course. you know what I mean. Yeah. So it could be a vision. Um, other people are saying that maybe she is part of the um, uh, the Emperor's bloodline, and this is why she turned to the dark side. So there's a couple of like theories already going around. Right. I'm sure there's more. Those are the two I heard. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are a lot of theories going around, basically, and and I'm just gonna go with the theories that I believe in. So mm. this is what this is what I think is gonna happen in, in episode nine. These are not spoilers, but they could spoil it if I'm right. So if you don't if you don't want to hear my theories well, possibly spoil theories, Star Wars episode nine, theories then, aren't spoilers. Then stop listening. No, I know. I just want to warn the audience because yeah. I like the audience and I don't want to ruin anything for them. So if you sure. really do, if you really do not, if you don't want me to accidentally spoil episode nine by guessing what's gonna happen, yeah. then you should probably stop listening now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but what I've heard and what I believe is going to happen in this movie is that Emperor Palpatine has has had some long term plan to defeat death by resurrecting himself by by transferring his spirit into the body of a new host. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I and I believe that he made clones for this purpose. This happened in Star Wars novels and comics in the past. Uh, so if it happened in the movie, it would just be reintroduced into canon. Um, so uh, my belief is that. Ray is actually a clone that that um, that that Palpatine uh, created, and she was like the last in a long line of clones, and she was like the final iteration, which is what the Force Vision told us in the Last Jedi when she looked back and just saw a long line of herself. Right. She was seeing she was seeing all of her previous clones, which is another thing that happened in like a scene from um, I think it was the Force Unleashed two. Okay. Uh, it, it's exa- like pretty much exactly uh, uh, he goes. He goes to the uh, he goes to Dagobah actually to the to the Force Cave that Luke goes into, and he has a Force vision where he sees all of his previous clones. Um, this is pretty much Ray's vision in in the, in the Last Jedi, in my opinion. Anyway, right. um, even if even if Ray's not a clone, even if you're right and she is part of the Emperor's bloodline, mm-hmm. I still think the storyline is that the Emperor is going to try to resurrect himself by taking over his body and I'm and um, taking over her body. Mm-hmm. So. This, uh, you're right. This could be a forced vision of what it looks like after the emperor wins and she turns, or it could actually happen in the movie that the emperor wins for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Like he could he could take her over for a minute, and then Kylo could save her somehow, right. and to and and make the emperor come into him instead, and then kill himself, sacrifice himself to destroy the emperor and save the galaxy and right. Ray. Right. Um, which is which is exactly how I think episode nine is going to end. Okay. But um, so so that leaked footage would not conflict with 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 what with my theory. And 
and I can see Ray turning, but I don't think the movie is going to end with Ray turned. Is 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 I think what I want to say about that. Okay. Um, uh, I, I do think we're going to see the attempt to turn Ray, and I think we're going to see Ray come close to turning and mm-hmm. struggle with it in some way. Um, seeing her wield a double-ended red, where would she get a double-ended red lightsaber? Uh, I, I maybe they. Maybe it's Darth belonged to Darth Maul. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that would be amazing if they right? just. Threw, I wish they would just do that. Just throw the fucking kitchen sink into the movie. Just give us the huge surprises, like oh yeah, here's Darth Maul's lightsaber. We found yeah. that too. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, that would be great. Yeah. Well, it's um, got to be somewhere, right? <laughs> right. So, so the leaked footage it shows, uh, yeah, it shows Kylo Ren standing over what appears to be the body of Darth Vader, yeah. and it shows Ray uh, uh, apparently holding a, a double-ended red lightsaber. Um, <clears throat> I heard in, someone refer to them in evil mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard, I heard someone refer to them as nunchucks. I hope that's not the case. Oh yeah, they said there was uh, one of the things that I that I watched. lightsaber nunchucks. Hold on, I'm thinking I don't know, about man. that. I'm I don't thinking know. about that. <laughs> but but um, Ray doesn't use anything nunchuck like no. like Ray uses. Ray uses a double ended staff. So a double ended yeah. lightsaber. I've always wanted Ray to turn her lightsaber into a double ended lightsaber. Yeah, well, um, one of the rumors was that the staff was because um, it was. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the character right now. Uh, Plagueis. Plagueis. Uh, you're talking about Pal- Palpatine's master? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's Plagueis. Um, yeah. He had a staff with a lightsaber in it. So right. it was rumored that that staff was Darth Plagueis's. That that would have been a sick weapon. If yeah. Ray took if Ray took her original staff mm-hmm. and she just connected Luke's lightsaber to one end and then she got somehow another kyber crystal and turned the other end into a lightsaber as well, well that would be... That would have been the sickest weapon of all time. And I, just, I, and it, I just feel that she should have just put a fucking kyber crystal into the staff, and that probably would have been, you know what I mean? Right. So that, right. Um, again, that was just speculation because it looked like it. And if you look at the staff, it, actually the top of it kind of looks like a lightsaber, right? So I, I agree totally. It would have been perfect, and yeah. maybe it'll happen in the movie. Maybe it's maybe they're keeping it a secret. Awesome. That would that would be great. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll see. Um, so anything else? Was there anything else in this footage that was? Uh, nothing, nothing really important. It was just like a bunch of shots of uh, the characters. Um, yeah. But that was like Char- the main things right. we already covered, essentially. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just wanted to correct myself from earlier. The author of The Rise of Kylo Ren is Charles Soule. And that's a name I should know because he's written a lot of really important Star Wars stuff, including the Darth Vader comic series. S-O-L-E or S-O-U-L? S-O-U-L-E. Okay. Um, super nice guy. And I really blew my opportunity meeting him yesterday because I could have, I had the chance. I could have talked to him. I could have interviewed him Mm -hmm. and I didn't, uh, I feel like I dropped the ball there, but, um, um, man, this is exciting what he's working on. And I can't wait. Uh, the rise of Kylo Ren is probably going to be the first comic book series that I read, uh, in a long, long time. Um, because this is the backstory that I want more than anything else from the force awakens and the last Jedi. Right. I want, I want to know who the other pupils were at the, at the Academy. I want to know who else became Knights of Ren. I want to know how Ben was turned and recruited by Snoke. I want all those details. And all of that is going to be in this comic series, uh, the rise of Kylo Ren by Charles soul. Uh, and I'm very excited. for that. It's funny how many people that I heard complain about Kylo Ren, um, when, when the force awakens came out and, I defended the shit out of Kylo Ren. 
Like, yeah. I, I defended him up and down. I'm like, he's an amazing character. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, he's whiny. I'm like, dude, all the fucking Star Wars characters before like, him fuck. were whiny. And Anakin right? was whiny. Anakin, Anakin was, was whiny. the whiniest. Luke Skywalker was the biggest fucking whiny crybaby of them all. And, like, I defended him up and down. And now he's, like, the biggest thing to come out of this new trilogy. He's the most he's popular. Great. Oh, yeah. After he was always watching, my favorite. Yeah. After watching The Force Awakens, dude, the, for the first time, I went to Toys R Us and I bought his fucking helmet. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love I, that I character. Have, I have a Kylo mask hanging on my wall above oh, me right now. There you go, man. I it's, have a Kylo mask it's, in my basement. It's cool, it's cool as shit. Come on. Yeah. In in the beginning of Force Awakens, when he catches that fucking blaster bolt in the air, Dude, I, you telling me you telling me people don't know that's the hottest move of all time? That was Come amazing. On. And Come that on. was another thing. I'm like, he's obviously clearly powerful because how many other... Powerful um, as hell. Yeah. How many other Jedis or Siths have you ever seen catch yeah. a fucking laser? In the middle Luke, of midair. And, and Luke says it in The Last Jedi. I've only ever seen this kind of brute power one time before. Yeah. It was it was Kylo Ren, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you guys are the yin-yang of each other. And that's that's another reason why I think Rey is a clone. Yeah. Um, but, um... But, yeah. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Um, so, um, we also got the Star Wars 9 poster. Uh, yes. Which is beautiful. So, do you think that's the emperor in the background of it? That's definitely Palpatine up there. Okay. He's, he's he's looking a little bit CGI. Yes. He's looking a little bit cartoony, like yes. almost like almost like the emperor from I, Rebels. I feel like the whole the whole poster is very cartoony. It's weird. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, like weird. like that does not look like Daisy Ridley. That looks like an mm-hmm. animation, an yeah. animated character, yeah. and that doesn't look like Kylo's face to me. Yeah, like I'm wondering about well, that face. I feel like he's wearing a mask. I yeah. definitely feel like he's wearing the mask. Yeah, but um, is his hair different or something? Like the the profile just looks wrong to yeah. me. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I found it very weird. cartoony as well. I'm, I'm glad you uh, brought that. <laughs> brought yeah, that up. but um, but I mean, but you'd expect if Palpatine's in this as a ghost, right? Yeah. He's a ghost trying to return to physical form. Then we might not see his actual face ever, right? Yeah. Uh, we might we might just see him performing through other people, like like he's possessed a character and he's talking through him, or we might see him in a hologram or like. A force vision and he might appear distorted and animated like this right um we don't I, know how we're gonna see him i truly hope they do the um so do you remember um i believe it was force unleashed 2 with um i'm pretty sure it was that one when um there was a robot with palpatine's face on it yes no that was um or am i mixing up my games uh star wars battle front was it battlefront, battlefront, battlefront 2 battlefront 2 okay which is, which is the best star wars game right now i think um uh but yeah the cinematics the the plot of the story in that game was mm-hmm. amazing the luke chapter in that game i loved was yeah. fantastic um but what was the yes? You were talking about the Emperor Palpatine like droids that they, that he had left. Yeah, basically they had holograms of his face, and they had basically pre-recorded um, instructions from Palpatine that they carried out. Right. Um, uh, and and that was another way that Palpatine had himself live on. And yeah, he could totally take advantage of that. But I think it's this character. I think it's that guy from Doctor Who, that Matt Smith. Um, I'm blanking on his name again. I always right. do. Okay. But um, he's the actor who, uh, the actor from Doctor Who, who Who's claimed, yeah. who, he always denies that he's in the movie, but it was it was officially announced that he was in the movie and then it was scrubbed. It was wiped from the record. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I, I think his character is going to be like a, uh, 
an acolyte of Palpatine who, who who volunteered to carry his soul and is like Palpatine has uh, is is inside that guy. But again, this is not confirmed. This is just all theories that I've heard yeah. and that I believe because of the evidence that has come together um, that indicates that it's probably true. But um, we'll see. We'll cool. see. But this poster, um, it's got <clears throat> it looks like Kylo and Ray are dueling with their lightsabers and mm-hmm. and Ray has Luke's lightsaber and Kylo has his classic uh, you know, crossbar lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And it's got Palpatine's face over them. Um, so clearly he's in this. Um, if you were wondering, uh, he's definitely in this. Um, it's really, it's really beautiful poster. Uh, Kylo's got the red lightning bolts behind him indicating the dark side. Ray's got the blue lightning bolts behind her indicating the light. So, um, you know, uh, the indication here is that Ray is fighting for the right side anyway. Uh, and, uh, that Palpatine is definitely overshadowing this whole damn thing. What are they fighting on? I can't tell. It looks like it's not, it doesn't look like a piece of the Millennium Falcon to me. People were debating whether this is Millennium Falcon or... Or like a broken piece of the Death Star that they're fighting I feel, on. I feel like it was a Death Star person. I'm going with Death Star, definitely. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah. Totally looking forward to this uh, this fight. See what's happening here because I still feel like this fight is not what it looks like. Right? Mm-hmm. I, like they they might start out fighting with each other, but uh, they're definitely going to be working together yeah. uh, by the end of this. Yeah. I think. I think. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but this post is beautiful. Um, I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm cool with it, and I'm going to use it as the promo shot for this episode of our show. Perfect. I approve. Uh, <laughs> well, that decision has been made. Then there you go. It's so, yeah. officially. It's officially. <laughs> yeah, wow. Boom done. Boom done. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I'm, I just, That's okay. I didn't catch the. Uh, I threw the, that out of nowhere. I tossed that out of nowhere. Yeah. I was just seeing if you were if you were paying attention. Yeah, right. Any, anyhow, <clears throat> um, shall we move on to the most exciting thing, the Mandalorian trailer, the Jizzalorian, the unbelievable <laughs> gift from the god John yes, Favreau. Yes, yes. And I don't mind calling him that anymore, uh, or or you know, from now on. Yeah. Um, based on this, man, this guy just keeps getting better and better. Oh, like, yeah. oh my god, this trailer is the most exciting thing. I st- I, I said it, yeah. the most exciting thing I've th- seen in thirty years. Yeah. Right? Like, oh. if mm-hmm. it's just it like it's a it, it feels like a direct sequel to the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it is actually a direct sequel to Return of the Jedi, but it. It, like it just feels like it's I'm back I'm back it's real Star Wars to yeah. me like it's real to me like this is the OT OG original trilogy fan service like jackpot right yeah. this is what we've been waiting for we got a touch of it in Rogue One but this is the full on buffet it seems like we're gonna be so satisfied oh yeah by the Mandalorian so I I just want to say like last night was a great like uh, birthday time for myself, mm-hmm. but uh, Friday when this trailer dropped was like the ultimate birthday present. Yeah, man. Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, thank, yeah. you John yes. thank you, John thank Favreau. Thank you, John Favreau. Thank you, John Favreau. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> thank you, uh, Dave Filoni. Based on this trailer, I already know this TV show is going to be my favorite thing of all time. Yeah. Like I. I feel like I'm Game of Thrones excited about this. Yeah. Like I, argh, I will like, say though, I have a feeling that this is gonna get buried by the Obi Wan show though. 
Okay, I but that's later. Like, yeah, it's, it that, is. That's it like is later. 2022. Yeah, it's right? later, but I feel like it's. Uh, okay, okay, absolutely agree. The yeah. Obi Wan show is going to be the biggest thing that ever happened. Yeah, the biggest thing that ever happened. Yeah. And while you're talking about the Obi Wan show, let me let me throw in a quick point here. Okay. Last episode when we talked about the Obi Wan series being confirmed, and by the way, we were right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um. I made a prediction about the Obi Wan series. Okay. I, I I predicted a bunch of characters that I, I, I that I hoped or that I thought would be on it, and there was one that I really thought was going to be on it mm-hmm. that I said that was Ahsoka, and I was kind of put in my place um, by a Star Wars insider friend. Okay. Um, I was informed that um, it is it is the word on the street is that most likely nobody will be allowed to use Ahsoka except for Dave Filoni. Okay, um, so. Now I have a new theory. My theory is updated um, in that uh, I think maybe the first time we're going to see Ahsoka is in The Mandalorian because we know Dave Filoni is heavily involved with The Mandalorian. Right. I think he's even directing it. Is he? I, he I don't, directed is he an directing? episode. Yeah, he directed yes. an episode. Yes. Right, so. Which episode? Uh, they didn't say. So Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm betting you right now, Kevin. I'm betting you right now, that, Steve. It's that one. Yeah. I'm, betting, I'm betting you, Steve. Whatever episode Dave Filoni directs of The Mandalorian will be the first appearance of Ahsoka Tano in live live action. We will find out the actress playing her and we will see her for the first time, maybe just for that episode, maybe just a cameo. I'm not talking about her being like a full-on series regular or anything, but I'm saying she's going to be introduced soon. It's going to happen, and this is the perfect time. And then after Dave Filoni gets one episode of The Mandalorian to introduce his beloved character, then Dave Filoni announces the Ahsoka TV series, yeah. which is probably going to probably going to be like 2023, somewhere down the line down there. Right. But but that's definitely going to happen in my opinion. Uh, the fans love Ahsoka oh, yeah. um, and um, want to see her in live action and – it's definitely gonna. It's definitely in the works. There's yeah. probably a plan. There's a plan written down somewhere, and we're just yet to find out about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll it'll definitely happen for sure. Okay. She's way too so, popular not to utilize. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And the actress who gets cast as her is going to be fantastic. And Steve and I were talking about this yesterday, and he actually isn't sure that there's actually going to be an actress cast. He's actually thinking that this new um, like computer technology that, that, that they're using to make uh, the Disney Plus shows, which is like so far ahead of everything else before it, um, means that they can actually do a fully animated Ahsoka in a live-action TV show because she's an alien that would make sense, he thinks. No, I, I feel like there'll be, it'll be an actress. I don't know. And, I, and, I don't, I don't and, see CGI. And he also, you know, he pointed out, um, like, the Lion King live action as an example of now they can just do anything, right? Like, um, but but then I countered him with, yeah, but everybody's criticism of the Lion King is that the characters don't emote. Yeah. That they had their faces are so realistic and animals faces don't emote that um, the reason people don't like that movie is because the characters aren't like emotional and like the way they they don't emote like the animated series did. Right. So I, I agree with you, Kev. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think Steve actually, you know, felt me uh, on this on this point. I think he maybe he, I, I moved him a little bit, yeah. uh, which is rare, but um, it's always nice when it happens. Uh yeah. Uh, I definitely think we're gonna we're gonna get a major announcement about who the actress is gonna be to play Ahsoka. I think it's gonna be somebody cool. I still think it's gonna be Zendaya, but we'll see. No, I think uh, that's a that beautiful call. Actually, like yeah. when you said that, I'm like that makes so much sense. Yeah. So no, yeah, I I'm actually uh, I'm in that I'm in that boat 
<laughs> I think she'd be a perfect actress. Cool. Cool. So yeah. I've doubled down. A, I, okay, I retracted my prediction. Not Obi Wan, but I've doubled down on my new prediction mm-hmm. because I'm not. I'm not only predicting that Ahsoka is going to be in the Mandalorian. I'm predicting she will be in the exact episode that Dave Filoni produces, and when we find out what that episode is. That's going to be the episode that I'm yeah. calling it. All right. Okay. So now, my friend, we are going to go through this Mandalorian trailer, and and Seriously? and we're gonna we're gonna do what we do. We're gonna do our thing. We're gonna we're gonna watch this trailer together separately. So we're gonna count down one, two, three, and press play at the same time. Yep. And then we're gonna pa- we're gonna make each other pause when we want to talk about something that we just saw. All right. Um, and I'll, I'll probably be stopping you every second, yep. and so try not to get annoyed with me. Uh, <laughs> but I'm ready when you are. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I got it okay. pulled up here. Hopefully, uh, hopefully a fucking ad doesn't pop up because I'm doing it right off of YouTube here. So, okay. I'm, yeah. don't you have an ad blocker, dude? Like that, I like ad blockers. Ad blockers. Okay, what what browser do you use? Um, I use. Well, it's on my iPad, so it's oh. the app, right? Oh, okay. Well, if you you can use Chrome or Firefox on the iPad. If you use Chrome or Firefox, you can just add the ad blocker extension. It takes all the commercials out of YouTube. I didn't know that. It, uh, yeah, you don't have to watch a commercial on YouTube uh, ever. You you just you just learned me. Well, I am an <laughs> IT guy for a reason. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's nothing to do with me being an IT guy. Just a guy who watches just a guy who watches the TV on the internet. Right. Anyway, are you ready? Yeah. If you have a, if you have a commercial, let me know. We'll stop. Uh, uh, but, right uh, now, it's like it's been on pause for a while. So uh, okay. over an hour. So who knows <laughs> when I hit play, it might an ad might pop up. But okay. all right, let's let's do this. I have the Disney logo on my... Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm in no. the wrong place. Hold, I wasn't no ready. Disney I lied. Logo. I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Okay. So, Stormtrooper helmets on my screen. Three... Yeah, four... Three to, okay, stop. Before you even go... Before we even press play. Yeah. <laughs> the opening shot of this trailer. Beautiful. The storm... The stormtrooper helmets on yeah. the ground. Yeah. Um, it's 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 it takes you back to the end of Return of the Jedi right yeah. away, right? Like all the stormtrooper helmets on stakes and yeah. Ewoks playing drums on their head. Yeah. This this the, the opening second of this trailer connects you to the final second of Return of the Jedi yeah. directly. It's 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 a gift to to us from John. Yeah. Like, can we please appreciate it? Can we please just let it in? This beautiful mm-hmm. opening shot. This beautiful opening shot. Okay. Now that we've done that, okay. shall we press play? Okay. Okay. Uh, three, two, three, one, play. Two, one, play. Oh, oh shit! My shit's closing loading. in on the helmets. Oh, oh, my shit's loading, dude. Okay, stop. I okay. paused. All right, now it's loaded. Okay. Do you want me to rewind? Okay. Pause. I'll rewind. I'll rewind. Let's take it back from the. I'm from at the... zero zero seven. Uh, zero zero seven. Yes. Uh, you know what? Just, just. Take it back to all the way. Yeah, I'm gonna want to pause at zero zero seven again. So just okay. Well, okay. Okay. I'm gonna play it and stop at zero zero seven. Okay. Okay. So we've cut from the helmets on the ground now to helmets on spikes, and I don't know about you, but my immediate thought was. Are there heads inside? That was my first thought, and right? if you look at the, if you look at them, there's definitely no heads, because you can kind of tell that they're just, you know, what I mean, empty but, helmets. But, but, but that but was my first. I, thought. I believe that visually, we are intended to think that because yeah. a couple of them have reddish, like scarves. 
yeah. hanging down from the from the neck holes, yeah, yeah. and it looks like entrails. Yeah, almost, no, I totally thought that too. Hanging yeah. down, and they have like they're dinged up on the top where the holes where the spears are sp- poking through them. Yeah. One of them looks like it's bleeding from the hole almost. Like I, the, it, this is the darkest image from a Star Wars. Oh, yeah thing that i can think besides you know i guess anakin cutting down children but and then <laughs> and then look even closer at the image look at the wall excuse behind. me mr anakin sir yeah look at look at the wall behind the stormtrooper helmets oh, on spikes great and the way the stormtrooper helmets are in shadow on that wall does that remind you of any previous star wars image uh just the um anakin uh, the poster watch, for the Phantom yeah, Menace, which is still one of the greatest posters. The poster ever for the Phantom Menace made, was yeah. one of was one of the greatest Star Wars posters ever made. This yeah. is true. Yeah, and the image I, was An- Anakin Skywalker and his shadow on the plaster wall behind yeah, him with uh, yeah, was yeah. the Darth Vader helmet, right? And this image well, on this Darth plaster Vader's wall image, right? His whole right, right. silhouette. Right. No, I remember when that poster first came out, and uh, I was uh, in one of the like movie theaters in Brampton, and I was with my girlfriend at the time, and we were walking out of the theater, and I saw the poster, and she was walking and talking, and I just stood there staring at right. this poster. Right, me too, man. That poster stopped. <laughs> and she's yeah, like, that she didn't even had notice. Me standing there. Yeah. That poster had me standing there, just yeah. like just just studying and studying and yeah. studying and studying, right? I was in awe. I was just like, that's fucking amazing. So that... <laughs> Like this image immediately draws me to that image, and I feel yeah. like it's a bookend. It's a parenthesis, right? Yeah. Because that that sorry that image represented the beginning of the story, the absolute beginning. It was the first image of the first prequel film. Yeah, and this is an image of death. This is the image of the end of the empire, yeah. and it's portrayed in almost exactly the same way. And I don't know if that's intentional. Or, or if it's accidental, but it's a beautiful thing to me. Do you think this um, is uh, Tatooine, or you think this is a new planet? Um, no, it's some other it's some other world. They did tell us what it is, and I don't is know the name of it. Or whatever. No, 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 no. It's it's an outer rim world. It's just like out in it's just an out in the outskirts of the galaxy. Okay. And so it's far away from the center of where all the fighting took place. Right. So I think it's a place where not everything is still resolved. Like there's okay. still some there's still some imperial factions out here roaming around free, like and, and maybe trying to regain some power. Okay. And and there's also this 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 post imperial era, which is kind of just reaching the outskirts, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of the world, but it's a new world. It's not a world that's been in Star Wars before. Okay. Right. Um, and I don't know that the whole thing is going to take place on this world either. Like my my thought is that we're going to see the Mandalorian travel all over the galaxy, but I yeah. you know I have I really have no idea. So we'll we'll we'll, soon, we'll, right? we'll see how that goes. Yeah. In his so slave three. Is it called Slate? Oh, no, I'm just throwing it. That's <laughs> okay. still one of the greatest uh, moments on Robot Chicken. Nice ship. Not too sure about its name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I have some thoughts about Boba Fett. We're going to get some. I, I don't know when we're going to talk about Boba Fett. Oh, later. Let's, let's not even talk about Boba Fett. Boba no, Fett no, has I, nothing to do with this show. No, but I, I, this show gives me thoughts about Boba Fett that I need to get out. So, yeah, um, I don't know. So I, we'll, I we'll think... mention him. We'll mention him. We'll mention right. him later. But um, okay. right now we're at 007, and yeah. uh, I paused you on this image because I just love it. And it's the second image of the trailer. Yeah. And we have a minute and 35 to get through. Yeah. So 
So, Let's yeah. proceed. Okay. Ready? Uh, three, two, one, play. play. Ominous music. Lucasfilm logo. Ominous soundtrack. Okay, stop on his ship. Stop. Stop on his ship. Um, so the next shot here is it's the Mandalorian ship. We know that because we see him coming out of it later. Yeah. Um, and he's flying over this forest world yeah. that looks like, looks very familiar, like a star Wars world. It looks like the planet that Maz Kanata's bar was on. Um, or it looks like Yavin or it looks like any of the forest worlds we've seen before. Um, but yeah. it's a very cool star Wars shot. And, you know, if you're wondering, are they going to be able to, to portray special effects, CGI stuff, or like stuff like spaceships, um, in the exact same manner that they would do in the films. Yes. It's perfect. It's a beautiful shot. Uh, and the ship looks cool. We so don't know much about it yet. Apparently it's a model. Eh? So that this isn't uh, yeah. this isn't okay. full CGI. Apparently it's a model. I, I, I totally believe that because yeah. it looks perfect. It looks perfect. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to say about this shot. Yeah. How are you? All right. Yeah. I'm uh, at, I'm at Oh one seventeen. Where are uh, you? I'm at Oh one nine. Okay. Um, let me see if I can adjust myself to your exact spot. Yes, I can. And okay. Perfect. Ready to press play. Three, two, one, play. Fade to black and fade to this beautiful shot. Pause. This looks like classic Ralph McQuarrie art. Like I, I feel like I've seen this as a painting before. Sorry, this shot try, we see. Try rewind it. Sorry. I'm at 023. Uh, I'm past that. Uh, and the the screenshot that I have frozen on my screen, I'm actually gonna save it. I'm actually gonna take a screenshot of it. It's so beautiful, yeah. and it looks like a Ralph McQuarrie painting. Uh, it it looks like a Ralph McQuarrie painting that I've yeah. seen before. Even. You see, you see his ship, the Mandalorian ship, now parked, and you see it's parked next to another spaceship, yeah. and you're looking at the view from between the two spaceships, and you see the Mandalorian off in the distance walking into the town, and he's walking through this old stone archway, yeah. and the town is all behind him, and it's just beautiful Star Wars imagery. There's like a robot um, there to the right. Uh, if you look by the ship there, that ship. Yep. Uh, some kind of droid. Yeah, some yeah. kind of droid. That ship yep. on the right actually looks slightly familiar too. It, it's shaped like a snowspeeder. It yeah, looks like it a, is. That's a, what it a is. snowspeeder yeah. that's been like modified into a full spaceship. Yeah, you're right. That's um, what it is. But, okay. it, but the, the feel of it is very snowspeeder. Yeah. 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 Um, but this is the kind of thing, like when you were a kid, right, as a Star Wars fan, you would see this kind of thing in artwork, right? And you'd be like, oh my God, I wish a Star Wars movie that looked like that would come out. And yeah. fucking here it is, man. Like. Yeah. This is my childhood fantasies coming true on television for me, and man, uh, I just wanted to stop and point that out. Okay. Right. So, uh, ready to press play again? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, play. Fades to black. And now, Carl Weathers sitting at a table. Paying off the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian ship flying as another shot. The Mandalorian film from the back of his ship. Then we just take pause. Uh, let me back up to that Dubak. Yeah. Uh, look, I think it's a, I think it's a Dubak. It's um, uh, it's actually. Uh, hold on. It's uh, it's a it's a creature that was introduced into 
Clone Wars, apparently. I don't remember the name. Oh, really? So it's not a Dubak? Yeah, it's it's small. Okay, smaller yeah. than a Dubak. We got at, two legs. Yeah, if you look at it. We got two like, back legs. Okay. Yeah, two back and then legs. We got, and then we got this Ned Nub looking character riding it. And it's, it. It's the uh, same same creatures from uh, Return of the Jedi. So right. remember uh, on. Um, Wait, uh, no. Aren't they the creatures from Empire Strikes Back from Lando from the Bespin Cloud City? Sorry, sorry. That's what I meant. Empire Strikes yeah, Back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these are these the creatures ones. that we saw in Cloud City, the ones that disassembled C three PO, exactly the, the ones that the ones that ran the carbon freezing chamber that yeah. froze Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. Those those creatures. We yeah. see one of those riding on this on this. Uh, well, I guess it's not a back, but it's got a back head. To yeah, it's um, um. Oh my god! I, it like I said, uh, I was watching some things on it, and uh, it was introduced in Clone Wars, and they brought them into Rebels as well. Apparently, so okay. now they're in this show so cool well they kind of got piranha faces actually yeah. and and two legs but yeah, two uh, legs look more like lizards yeah right? so these things and if you it's notice to the left special. there one's dead so clearly he yeah. killed something yeah maybe there was a fight or, or yeah. maybe hunting who knows but um a very very fucking cool shot and again like perfect right like this mm-hmm. looks as good as any movie and and, and just perfect just perfect mm-hmm. okay I'm, I'm at zero four zero same here Okay, press play in three, two, one, play. Uh, see a Twi'lek? Then we see a uh, long shot of the Mandalorian walking through the desert. We see a mother and daughter hiding from black stormtroopers. Oh, pause. Okay. I'm at zero four nine, and um, uh, the actor who played Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad is on the screen okay. and we're seeing some kind of showdown. It looks like it's a showdown between the Mandalorian and uh storm black stormtroopers, death troopers. I think they're called death troopers. Yeah. And if you look uh, to the right, it looks like, uh, it feels like those are, those look like other stormtroopers. there, are like the regular ones. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. It's kind of blurry, but, uh, right to the, to the right of his shoulder. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right. So yeah, those are definitely death troopers. Yeah, and we got Gustavo Fring as either he's the leader of the Death Troopers or he's one of them, and he's just taking his helmet off. Mm. Um, but um, oh, that's a huge no-no. He's definitely Gian- Giancarlo Esposito is the actor, um, <laughs> yeah. and and I got this guy's autograph. Um, yeah. I loved him in Breaking Bad so much. I thought he was the greatest television villain of all time. When I watched Breaking Bad, Gustavo Fring just. I mean, as great as that show was, as great as everybody on that show was, Gustavo Fring's episodes elevated that show. They were they were so great, and um, I, I told I told him Giancarlo uh, when I met him. Uh, Melinda and I got his autograph um, at Fan Expo uh, like five six years ago, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that he's standing there in this in this show, which looks like it's going to be again my favorite TV show of all time, and he's playing. Uh, an imperial, a death trooper, or or a death trooper captain or lieutenant yeah. or something. Um, oh, so exciting to be. And you know, this cast is great all around. Like Carl Weathers, dude. Like we yeah. we just skipped over that. But um, <laughs> remember uh, how I said uh, the character Lucas from Stranger Things yeah. is like is like a young Carl Weathers. Yeah. Like I'm so I'm so excited. Like because it, it's and maybe it's like an '80s thing, right? Like Carl Weathers like represents '80s action movies to me, and. Yeah. And this is like such a callback to that era, um, directly connecting us to that era. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see him in it too. Gina um, Carano. Yeah. Also, she's great. Yeah. Um, 
But this Gustavo Fring, this uh, Giancarlo Esposito moment in this trailer, really exciting to me. And again, again, like I said earlier, like we're seeing this that there's there's still Empire, right? In in the, even though the battle of Return of the Jedi has ended and apparently the Empire is not in control anymore, they're still out there, right? So we still have to face them. They're still a threat, and they're probably more dangerous now because they're not just trying to keep control and order. They're fighting for their lives, basically. They're they're fighting for their existence now. Yeah. So they're going to be probably extra brutal, extra violent. And desperate, um, and it's uh, really excited to see what kind of dramatic situations are going to arise from that. I think. All right. um, so I'm at zero four nine yeah. um, of one three five, and uh, ready to press play in three, two, one, play. On November twelfth. Oh, speeder bike pause. Oh, yeah, that speeder bike looks. Oh, five seven. I don't know who's riding that speeder bike. Uh, mm-hmm. Character's wearing a mask. It looks like a human. Um, uh, but this, there's just a shot of a speeder bike pulling up uh, to a stop in front of something bright, uh, and we can't really see anything else about it. But uh, super cool shot. Super cool to see a speeder bike uh, in this show, and um, another very exciting uh, second of this clip. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry, I paused you there. Uh, 057, ready to start. Yep. Three, two, one, play. Yeah. Battle scenes, children being carried by their parents away from the fighting. The Mandalorian kicking ass pause. <laughs> okay, uh, man, I totally lost my place. I gotta it's all good. Where were you? Uh, I paused on IG88. IG, obviously. IG11. IG eleven, sorry. Yeah. What, um, what number is that? Sorry, I'm I'm just I'm still trying to find it. I lost it. Okay, one o three. One o three. Got you. No, one o three um, is not IG eleven. It's actually the Mandalorian shooting a big ass gun. Are we watching different trailers? Maybe. Um. I, okay. Okay. No, one. you're right. You're right. My YouTube's just messing up. I re- yeah. I just moved it again. And 103 is the Mandalorian shooting that giant, heavy, repeating blaster. Yeah. And as 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 a fan of Star Wars from the 80s who played the Star Wars role playing game, and we were very interested in the heaviest blasters we could find. Yeah. Um. You know, you're interested. You you're looking for the best firepower when you're playing RPGs. Um. You know, my characters in those role-playing games were quite fond of heavy repeating blasters. Uh, and it's, it's awesome to see the Mandalorian using one in this trailer. Um, but I was trying to get to the next scene, I guess 104. Yeah, 104 uh, for me. So it's actually still uh, 103. <laughs> Okay. For me. Anyway, yeah, it's IG we have 11. destroyed. Yep. It's IG eleven, I guess. Uh, it looks exactly like IG eighty eight. Yeah, it's the same, same it, model of droid. Yeah. So apparently, there's a whole bunch of different like um, IG series. Totally so makes sense. Yeah, he's IG eleven. Right. Um, but we see him in full action mode, and we see him Voice shooting by Takawatiki. That's exciting too. Um, we see him shooting in front of him, and behind him at the same time, and yeah. moving around really fast in fantastic CGI. Yeah. I, 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 this is for us again, man. Like we had those IG eighty eight action figures oh, yeah. when we were children, yep. and we were like, "I wonder how this this thing fights." Like yeah. I, you know, we didn't know anything about it. it didn't no. speak or really act out at all. It didn't move. It just kind of stood there in the movies before. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. It's 2019, and IG11 is 
fully animated and mm. looks perfect and exciting and cool. And God damn it, for guys like you and me who've been waiting for that for like 30 years now. Yeah. Like this moment, 104 out of 135 in the trailer for The Mandalorian. Like mm. this episode is going to be so exciting. Yeah. Like I can't wait for this episode of the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we have about 30 seconds left to go get through this trailer. Yeah. Are you ready to continue, my friend? I am ready. Okay. Three, two, one, play. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Okay. Gonna pause here. Gonna pause here. Because uh, what we just saw. So what great. we just saw was so great, right? Yeah. What I, I believe we've only seen Mandalorians use their wrist rockets in live action one time. Mm-hmm. In in was yeah, it, it was... Attack of the Clones when Jango Fett fights? Yeah, Obi Wan. But didn't uh, didn't uh, what's his face use it in in Return of the Jedi as well? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. That's right. Boba Fett does use it in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I was going to say we didn't get to see it in the original trilogy, but I was wrong. Yeah. He did use it. And he used a jetpack one time. Yes. Um, very useless. But, 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 yeah, but, but okay, still very cool. Like yeah. Boba Fett using his wrist rocket. Uh, not Boba Fett, obviously, the Mandalorian using the wrist rockets. But but what again, as a child with the Boba Fett action figure, you know, mm-hmm. you're playing with him in ways that you don't see him play in the movies, right? He's yeah. using those wrist rockets all the time when you're playing with him, the action figure, right? Yeah. He's using that missile <laughs> that appears to be in his backpack all the yeah. time. Um, and he's using it in this trailer. And and, and the, of course, the really exciting part is also really gruesome. He uses his wrist rocket um, with it with his pulley rope to pull a guy through one of those Star Wars like closing portals that closes in the shape of a star, like to nothing. Like yeah. I, I, I'm sure there's a word for it that I don't know, but uh, the way these portals close, it looks like if you got caught in the middle of it, you'd get cut in half. Yeah. And uh, the Mandalorian is actually doing that to a guy. He's pulling him through this portal as it's closing, and it looks like he gets chopped in half. But but it t- so, fades to black right before. Uh, earlier, I watched the uh, the leak footage from. Um, um, remember when they showed the leak footage of the Mandalorian to like the audience in um, uh, Star Wars Celebration? Yes. So I watched that again. So my prediction is because they show him walk into that bar. With the with the door, and then they show him basically killing a guy in the same door. I predict that's going to be the first scene of the first right. episode. That would be cool as hell, right? Because that's kind of like the setup. It's like he's like this badass. He walks into this bar, he like finds who he's looking for, and then he fucking kills him. And I think right that's if that's the, the if that's the opening scene of the series, <laughs> yeah. just like. We just get like um, like how badass the Mandalorian is. Yeah. Like he just walks into a bar where there's, where, I mean that would be a perfect opening scene. That you're right. Yeah. That that is probably you probably just predicted the opening of the of the series. Yeah, that's my be a perfect opening scene. Yeah. He comes walking into a bar, and he takes down a mark. Yeah, in a, in an awesome in an awesome fight scene. As, an awesome uh, ass kicking fashion. Yeah, and Pedro Pascal. You know, can I just say uh, the, the the guy playing the Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. was absolutely one of the greatest things of the game of, of the Game of Thrones TV show. His yeah. character, the the Sand Snake, the Red Viper of Dorne, um, and part of it was his amazing acrobatic fighting skills. Pedro yeah. Pascal 
is an awesome acrobatic fighter. Okay. So the Mandalorian, if it takes advantage of Pedro Pascal's just fantastic abilities, mm-hmm. which I, I have to assume this is part of why he was cast, mm-hmm. um, we're going to see what is amazing to me. And here is what I wanted to talk about Boba Fett. This is why I wanted to mention Boba Fett. Okay. Because we have never had a Boba Fett action scene, right? Yeah. So to us, to the original fans, Boba Fett, you know, and a lot of people say Boba Fett is the most overrated character of all time. And and this is why, I think, because we've never seen Boba Fett in a great action scene yeah. or any kind of action scene except in Attack of the Clones where he was quickly dispatched by uh, Mace Windu. Right. Um, and that wasn't even Boba Fett. That was Jango Fett. That was Django. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because childhood, child Boba was there and held his head after. Okay, so I'm sorry. We have never, we have never seen a live action Boba Fett action scene. And what we did get with Django Fett, I think, uh, was not, uh, you know, I just don't like the actor they cast for Django Fett, right? Like, I, okay. I didn't, I didn't feel like that was Boba Fett. Like, Boba Fett was a clone of him. So that same actor was Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know his name right now, and I should pull it up. Um, but the Jango um, Fett's Daniel something, if I remember correctly, or maybe that's young Boba Fett. I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank. Um, okay, I'll look it up. Um, like but Daniel something. I don't know. But he was also Aquaman's dad in the Aquaman movie, and he's yeah. fine in that. He's not a bad actor, right? But I just uh, it's it's Tamara Morrison, um, okay. and I I just. I didn't feel he was a good casting choice for Boba Fett because in the, in the Boba Fett original trilogy, he's a really tiny dude. Like the actor who played Boba Fett in the original trilogy was like, uh, like he's, he was like an actor. He's like a dancer. He was like a really tiny dude, tiny ankles, tiny wrists. He was like small. Yeah. So you, and, and this guy, Tamara Morrison is kind of a husky dude. Mm. And, and, uh, I, I don't and I don't know if he's like um, if it's a, if it's ethnicity boss bothers me, but the fact that he's kind of Hawaiian or whatever, I, I just now that I'm picturing every clone trooper with his face, mm. I, I'm just so underwhelmed. Like I just felt underwhelmed by him as a casting choice, I guess. Um, so Django felt Django Fett really underwhelming to me, and and not Boba Fett, like not this. So you know we get this this pretty cool action scene where where Django Fett fights Obi Wan in in um attack of the clones uh, but it, it wasn't fully satisfying to me as a as a boba fett fan you know i still didn't feel like i had seen that thing that i had never seen hmm. and the mandalorian it's the same thing <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's again it's not boba fett we're gonna see these amazing action scenes i think because pedro pascal would have been the perfect casting choice for boba fett right he's a he's a he's a he's a thin wiry uh acrobatic um kind of kind of uh physical presence and and if he had been cast as Django Fett and if it had been him who I was imagining under every clone trooper helmet mm. uh man would I have not been underwhelmed I would have been overjoyed uh because uh, he's just the perfect choice he's the perfect choice to play Boba Fett and he's that's why he's the perfect choice to play Mandalorian because I mean, obviously all Mandalorians for the original trilogy fans are kind of stand-ins for Boba Fett now um, because until we get a Boba Fett TV series or movie, we still have not had any reason to think Boba Fett is dangerous or or badass as a bounty hunter in any way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because we've never seen it. So, True. True. Um, 
that's what that's what this all of this reminds me of anyway as a boba fett fan or as a former boba fett fan maybe um that's what all of this excitement kind of all draws draws up in me um that's my, my memories of boba fett was he kind anyway. of a badass in the uh holiday special though sure sure and, and but but we've drawn <laughs> from that in this series right yeah. we took his gun from yeah. that holiday special and Which we're I using think it is in this amazing series. i love the yeah. fact that they did it's that. beautiful it's beautiful yeah it's just, yeah yeah. So. Um, anyway, where are we in this trailer? I'm at 116. <laughs> I'm in. I have a black screen right now. I have a black screen, and I'm at 115. Um, okay. Let me back up a little bit and see what we just saw. Okay, so we just saw the fight, like I said, and we saw the Mandalorian using his wrist pulley to pull his, uh, I guess, victim or bounty. I was gonna say bounty. Yeah. Through that door, and then the next shot. Okay, 117. Let just just slide forward a little bit. Okay. Go to one. 19 yep. 118 118 because the next shot is another fucking exciting moment for fans of return of the jedi and the empire strikes back right mm-hmm. am i right or am i right oh yeah no 100 this moment this moment i think maybe i was more excited about that i was not expecting this like i had no inkling that yeah. they were going to do this in this series and i thought about it i was like for a second i was like wait a minute do i not like this because was what happened in the Empire Strikes Back like a really unusual thing in the galaxy? Because now they're saying this is like a, a usual thing in the galaxy. Well, and am I okay with that? I think I am because when I when I look at this, I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. That's well, it's so funny because cool. uh, I saw one one I was watching like a bunch of like uh, trailer reactions on YouTube, and one of them was saying how <clears throat> this is like this this particular shot is wrong because. Uh, they used. They used. Um, we haven't uh, said what it is yet. We haven't said what it, oh, what it is. The guy frozen in carbonite. It's a guy frozen in carbonite. Yeah, so sorry. we can assume. We can assume this is the bounty that he was hunting from yeah. the previous scene. After he captures him, he freezes him in carbonite, yeah. just like Han Solo was frozen in carbonite in the Empire yeah. Strikes Back to deliver him to whoever ordered this bounty, right? Yeah. So we see his victim frozen in carbonite. We've never seen anybody but Han Solo frozen in carbonite yeah. in, in live action before. And, well, yes. and this, is pro- this is probably CGI, but so it's such a cool shot. They were complaining that uh, Han Solo was a test. Uh, they didn't They didn't do this before Han Solo and all this shit. But right, but that was I just think, on Bespin. Yeah, but I don't think right. they realized that the show takes place like years after. Right, you know what I'm saying. And, saying? And, so, and, and also, 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 like I was saying, like it, it was just a test on Bespin. So freezing in carbonite, freezing in carbonite could have been a common thing in the galaxy, but they never did it on Bespin before. They didn't know if they if they if they had the facilities that could do it properly, right? So that's what they meant, I think, and and that's fine. Like that's cool. Like well, it, I, the way I take it is, it worked with Han Solo, and maybe that's why it's the norm in this. Sure. Either way, either Years way, later, right? Either way, you could explain it like that. You could say, yeah, um, maybe Darth Vader invented the process on Bespin, yeah. and maybe then it just became a common process after that. Yeah. Fine. Um, either way, it's fine. And this shot is so fucking cool, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, okay. great shot. Okay. Um, so I'm ready to press and if play. If you notice, but... if you look behind 
the first uh, person, there's actually like one, two, three more. Right. It looks like there's a right. row of people frozen in Carbonite. Yeah. Like maybe there was a whole gang that he captured uh, yeah. of bounties. Or these right? are just all his bounties that he froze in Carbonite. And he's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, if they're frozen, he doesn't have to rush to get them to their, uh, you know what I mean? To claim their bounties. <laughs> so, um, dead or alive, you're coming with me. And then, um, and we're about to hit play on Werner Herzog, who obviously is a great actor, and mm-hmm. um, I think he he's supposed to play heavily in this movie, in this series. Um, but he's he looks like he's the he's the one who either ordered the bounty or he's some kind of administrative person anyway. Um, and he's got a great line coming up, and we're about to press play. Three play. Sorry, <laughs> play. Don't you agree? That's the end of the trailer. Uh, bounty hunting is a tricky business, don't you agree? Uh, just yeah. beautiful, right? Just beautiful. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't know what else to say. We, we said a lot there, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, no. Um, it makes me want to subscribe. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I'm absolutely subscribing to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to wait half an hour after every show is released to download it and watch it. I have to watch it as, you know... In so real time. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently they're going to be uh, doing this uh, weekly, or yeah, weekly. They're not. They're not. Right. Gonna, they're not going to dump the whole series at yeah. once. No, that's good. That's exactly how how I think they should do it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be exciting every week. Looking forward to the next episode of The Mandalorian. Man, like yeah. this trailer blows my mind. It yeah. takes me back to my childhood in ah oh, so many ways. Yeah. And John Favreau knows what you and I, what the OTOG Star Wars fan wants. John Favreau is one of us, brother. Mm-hmm. He's one of us. Yeah. You know, he's not some, he's not some Gen Xer. He's not, he's not some like coming on later guy. He's, 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 uh, he doesn't like the prequel series. He's, you know, he said it at, he said it at, at Star Wars events. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he's 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 one of us. He's yeah. one of us. And, one of uh, us. One of us. Yeah, yeah. And well, this yeah. is for us. This yeah. is for us. Yeah. No, it definitely looks like a love letter. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm super stoked for this series. Um, yeah, I really don't know what else to say about it. It's just yeah. No, this. I can't wait for was... it to come out. November twelfth can't come soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to be. Uh, definitely talking about this show every week uh, as as it comes out, uh, and um, telling you everything there is to tell about the Mandalorian. Absolutely, looking forward to this one. So, speaking of the OG OT, <laughs> this is this is something we need to discuss. Yes. Yeah, we uh, uh, we definitely got to work out something and uh, bring this to life. Yes, we have been talking a long time about assembling a panel of of original trilogy, original gangster <laughs> friends of ours, just people who all saw the original trilogy in theaters in their original release who remember that time. Yeah. Who just remember like you don't have to be super Star Wars fans like I am. You you just have to have experienced it um in that original era. And the point is to discuss these these things 
from from the point of view of that particular kind of fan yeah. because because look the fandom is so wide reaching today yeah. there are so many different like uh types of star wars fans there are so many different there are multiple multiple generations of star wars fans i can't even guess how many probably four or five generations yeah. of 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 fans and we all have our own unique perspective on uh, Star Wars, yeah. and we all have our own unique kind of sets of wants and dreams for what Star Wars is supposed to be. Yeah. And a lot of the time, we end up in conflict with each other, and a lot of the, the divisions among fandom um, stem from this. Um, this show is absolutely intended to give the point of view of our generation. And, yeah. and in doing so, it is not our intention to attack or diminish the point of view of anyone else mm -hmm. of, you know, if you're a prequel fan, I love you, you know, go enjoy yourself. You know, if you're, if you love the sequels uh, more than anything else, you know, I love you too. And that's just not me, right? I, I'm an original trilogy guy yeah. and I have found in my star Wars fandom that there, we get attacked a lot. Like we, we get blamed. Um, our generation gets blamed for just a lot of the the sexism and the um, just uh, like we get accused of just wanting Star Wars to be violent, of wanting it to be white supremacist, mm -hmm. of wanting it to be um, uh, like just misogynistic. And I, and I don't think that's true. Like I, like I, I have a lot of friends uh, fr who are this era of Star Wars fan, and and most of us are pretty PC people. Uh, most of us are pretty cool with with feminism, and most of us are pretty cool with diversity, and most of us are pretty cool with um, you know Star Wars evolving. Um, and if we have complaints, it's only because we think that occasionally the new shit shits on our old shit. Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, my my intention here is to just provide a positive forum, a place where fans of my generation can come and and discuss things from our point of view without feeling attacked for it. Yeah. Uh, w without feeling like we're you know we're gonna like hurt hurt some millennials' feelings uh, because we think the prequels uh, were kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Stuff like that. Um, so um, I'm really looking forward. We're going to have uh, our old friends, uh, Billy Gregory, who uh, is, is is a '90s a former '90s rapper like you and I. Yeah. Uh, he's he was my partner in rhyme for a decade or maybe two. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to count because uh, I feel old. Uh, but but Billy is uh, a super fun guy. Always fun to talk to, and yeah. probably not as intense a Star Wars fan as us. I mean, you know, definitely not as intense a Star Wars fan as me. But um, yeah. uh, but was there and definitely is going to have some interesting things to say. And and uh, also our, our very good friend G Money, um, not a rapper, but a drummer in a 90s rap band or two or three or four. Yeah. Um, so definitely fits in with the whole 90s rapper <laughs> theme of our show, as well as being an OT OG Star Wars fan. G Money uh, definitely loves uh, Star Wars as much as we do and was there was there when it all started as we were. Yeah. Um, 
but we have not we have not officially uh, scheduled when we're going to get together and have our first um, episode with the OT OG Star Wars panel. Yeah, uh, we have to do that. Uh, we have to do it before November, definitely. Yes. Uh, and I, I'm thinking we're going to probably do it um, around the beginning of October. Or we okay. we got to we got to talk to Bill because we're going to go to Bill's house, uh, and that's kind of far away for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to do it on a Sunday night like this, and uh, we're going to go hang out and we're going to talk Star Wars with the OG OT. Um, what am I calling it? Panel? Panel's uh, good. OG, OT. I want a better word. I'll think of a better word. Anyway, right. um, probably around the beginning of October or on my birthday uh, would about, be a fun time. How about a uh, council? About what? Council. Council? Council. Okay. The OT, OG. Council. Council? Mm, that's that's that. Yeah, that's that, that that could work. That's better. That's better than panel. Yeah. We'll 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 we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work. Right. We'll think about it. Um, <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah. Uh. Looking forward to getting together with Bill and G and um, talking about the issues, right? Like because I really want to get into it because I hear people debating, like comparing what's happening now to what happened then all the time, mm-hmm. and I never hear people accurately representing. The way it was then, right? right. Like, I, 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 I don't feel like anybody is really speaking the experience okay. of what it was like then accurately. So um, uh, that's really my goal for this episode is like, um, like, like, yeah, like after the Empire Strikes Back came out, there were angry fans. I remember them. I remember them giving me shit in the arcade. Yeah. Like, I, re- I remember, like like dipshit skid dudes mm. like at the arcade or wherever they would wherever they would co- collaborate uh and i remember them saying shit like like han solo was replaced by a black guy in the empire strikes back right because right. we we didn't know if empire if, if han solo was going to be rescued at the end of empire strikes back right? right like as far as we knew that could have been the end of han solo Right. We didn't know he was going to they were going to rescue him and it looked like, you know, now we've got Lando flying the Millennium Falcon next to next to Chewbacca and he's like he's like close with Leia already and he's it, wearing his clothes. There were people who said yeah. yeah, there were people who said Lando had replaced Han Solo that that Star Wars and that Lucas had decided to please minorities yeah. to replace Harrison Ford with a black guy and they were mad about it. And look, there was no Twitter then. Yeah. There was no Facebook then. There were no Russian bots then. And if you think I'm crazy talking about the Russian bots, Google Russian bots, The Last Jedi. I'm yeah. not making it up. It was studied. It was proven that Russian bots, the same Russian bots that are influencing elections in America, picked up on The Last Jedi Backlash and amplified it. And about 50% of the negative backlash posts about The Last Jedi on the internet were posted by Russian bots. Yes, yes, on Rotten Tomatoes too. Were posted by Russian bots. And I'm not making this up. I'm not a crazy conspiracy theorist. Go look it up. Google it. Russian bots, The Last Jedi. Just Google it and please... Don't fucking call me crazy. <laughs> I definitely heard the same shit about Rotten Tomatoes. Right. right. That okay. Whole Russian bot and thing. 
so people compare today to like the 80s yeah. and they go oh my god like there was no backlash to the empire strikes back the way there was to the last jedi yeah. like the last jedi is obviously a bad movie because of the difference in the backlash and i'm just like fuck you there's no comparison yeah. you can't compare today to the 80s yes there was a backlash to the empire strikes back yes it was real and it was gross okay mm-hmm. and and i took a lot of flack just for like being a fan of the wrong character in star wars back then right like mm-hmm. you weren't cool if you liked luke you had to like han and you had to like boba fett right if you liked luke you were a little geek you mm-hmm. were you were picked on for liking luke mm-hmm. when i was a kid so um like i like this is the point of view that i want to get out there like uh like People are not representing it honestly. That that's what I want to get out there. Mm-hmm. And I and and you know, Bill and G are not gonna have the same kind of point of view that I am. No. But but I still I wanna get their perspective and I, and yours as well, obviously. Yeah. And we were all there, we were all experienced this, we all lived it. So let's um let let's let's you know, uh represent it for what it is and let's talk about Star Wars in a safe environment for our generation. Yeah, that's absolutely it. so um, so looking forward to getting together with Bill and G. We're going to do that soon. We're going to confirm that soon, and we'll have an announcement, hopefully by our next episode, on when exactly that's going to happen. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. Were there, and was there any other big Star Wars news out of D23? I, I feel like not a lot. I feel like, you know... Other than, um, hmm? other than Obi-Wan? Yeah, the Obi-Wan, did, Obi-Wan is confirmed. It. But we had already confirmed that 24 yeah. hours before they did, so... Yeah. You know, um, that's cool. Um, and, and everybody knows we're excited about that. We talked about that in our last episode. Yeah. Our last episode, by the way, nobody's listening to it, and I don't blame you because I posted it as the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood review, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is an old movie. But I just want to tell people, if you're listening now, we spent most of that episode talking about Star Wars news. So, yeah. um, uh, like, go back and you'll hear us talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series um, in depth there. Um, that's why we're not talking about it tonight so much because we already did that last episode. Yeah. Uh, so please go check that out if you're interested to hear what we have to say about the Obi-Wan TV series, including all of my predictions for what's for what I, I want to see happen in it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Janet. Yeah. I think, I think it is. We, we've said a lot tonight. We've yeah. had a great, we've had a great Star Wars chat. We did. Uh, uh, it's good to be excited about Star Wars again, man. Like it's been, but like play that theme again. Like play, like play how I felt for the last six months or eight months. Star Wars. Yeah, that's that's about how enthused I've been. That's about how enthused I've been, right? Like because there's just been like a vacuum of promotion. Like we got that, we got that episode nine trailer a long time ago and then like nothing right yeah. so it's nice to have a little bit it's and um even if it's mostly the mandalorian and yeah. and very little episode nine um it's coming though it's coming so probably yeah. september i guess they'll probably drop the uh the next trailer the next full trailer yeah. for star wars episode nine guess, that'll be great well the full trailer because the other one was considered a teaser right right so right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what I hate about that, though? What I'm going to hate is the full trailer. It's just going to be the teaser plus like 15 more seconds yeah. of stuff. I hope I hope that's not the case, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. How's... And I assume tickets will probably go on sale probably roughly around the same time that they drop it. That's usually what they do. Yes. Right? But so... I mean, I mean, yeah, they haven't been doing what they usually do. But uh, yeah. ticket sales, that's 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 something they're going to yeah. they're going to probably not mess with. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I know Solo didn't go on sale until like maybe like a month before. That mm-hmm. one, they, I don't know, they played that one differently, and I think this is why it failed. But uh, that's a whole nother show. I almost, I almost feel like they want people to not know very much going into this. This, yes, and, I agree. I agree. And, and, but not, not only to not know, but to not have too many theory crafting sessions, like not to yeah. not have too many false expectations, right? Like yeah. to not go into it the way you went into the last Jedi expecting, Oh, I'm going to learn Snoke's backstory and yeah. I'm going to learn Ray's backstory. Yeah. And uh, you know, um, I think they want to discourage that as much as possible and just let people see the movie as fresh as possible. And I think they really believe they have a movie this time that is going to knock people on their asses. And um, I hope that's the case and we shall see and I'm excited to find out. Yeah, same here. Anyway, we already had Janet and I kept talking. (laughs) But... um, my friend, it's it's nice to talk to you late on a Sunday night. I'm Absolutely. glad we didn't have to work tomorrow. I'm glad we got to have this extended talk. Same. I wish we could do this. I wish we could do it this way every week. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish you would find an overnight job so that we could just <laughs> uh, we could spend a lot more time because I'm I'm up all night on the weekends. Yeah, and, uh, and you're not. But um, anyway, my friend, is there anything else you want to tag onto this episode 25? Uh, or, no, I think or, I'm good. I think I said right. everything. Right. Yeah, I think I said everything I needed to say. All right. Um, yeah. Well, moving on then. Um, I guess uh, there's nothing much to say, but just chill. To the next episode. Hey,